I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Alistair, I mean Andy, um, I'm just here to promote uh, my client is innocent at the comedy festival. This uh, starting this 31st of March, 2022. And also Mm. you can listen to the pop test. If you don't know what that is, it's our science comedy quiz show from Mm. ABC. Thank you very much for listening. And here is the episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, tuning your dial to uh, <laughs> to, to the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas, FM, and yes. um, and Alistair. And, there, uh, and before, also, mm. you can also hear us on. I'm Andy, and I'm Alistair George William Trombley Birchall, AM. <laughs> That's right. We're simulcast, mm. uh, and uh, Alistair. Um, before we started. You know, you know how we uh, we are with this podcast experimenting uh, on the tiredness spectrum, and we like to we're trying to do a podcast at every level of tiredness that exists. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were, you know, as we usually um, were before the podcast, comparing the extent to which each of us feels like a husk, and mm. it made me think that you know when you say uh, a husky voice, you yeah. often you often uh, think of that as being somehow sexy. Yeah. But the alternative is that you're just listening to somebody who's been hollowed out from within and they've got absolutely nothing left to give. And they're sleepy and and tired and dry. For and some dry, reason I so dry. dry, yes. Yeah. And I am. I yeah. Well, so what? So what are we doing with this sketch idea? This is mm, uh, somebody, it's oh. got, well. Somebody's got a husky voice. They. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because what is I it? Mean, can, can you can you do your an example of a husky voice for me? Of a of a of a hollowed out like a husk. It's just like a, like a like a standard husky voice. So you're probably wondering, yeah, what I'm gonna do to you when I get you back home. Yeah, I don't know. Does. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What do you reckon? But I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that sounds good. That yeah, that sounds kind of Clint Eastwoody. Mm. Yeah, and that's you, what I you've was made hoping. me realize that he, he was probably when he was doing those voices. Mm. It was probably in the early, you know, when his children were just very young. It's probably um, what it is. But also, you but know, also, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of meat in there. A lot of meat. You know? Well, because I mean, your 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 vocal cords and in inverted commas mm. are actually like just vocal for, uh, folds, aren't they? Just like a, just like a couple of slabs of. Meat? Of meat, meat on meat, it's yeah, just meat on it is. Meat well, it is, it is, a, it is like a sort of a a, a meat, a meat, a meat kazoo. Really, I think the vocal box, yeah, <laughs> right, the larynx. Yeah. That's right. It's a <laughs> and meat singing. When, let's start referring to singing as playing the old meat kazoo. Now yeah. I realise it sounds like it could be sexual, but it's not. 
<laughs> it's absolutely not. It's not. It's actually one of the most innocent things you can do. It probably mm. originates from trying to put babies to sleep. Mm. Exactly. Playing the meat so, kazoo. Yeah. <laughs> of course, babies come from not playing the meat kazoo, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. <laughs> That's the irony. Yeah. Um what am I writing down? Uh, what you're writing down is you're writing down. Uh, it's it's the opera. It's the it's, it's the proper opera, right? The, the proper. The, the, the husky opera. The husky opera, but it is you're introducing the the most famous opera singer of all time, Dame Nellie Paver- Melba. Or Pavarotti. Dame. Dame Nellie Pavarotti. Nellie Pavarotti. And uh, and you introduce her. You give her a big spiel, and then she says, and then you say, and here she is on the meat kazoo <laughs> with a meat kazoo. And just like that, you can destroy a whole art form. I, I mean, imagine. I think, I think, no, like the numbers, you know, the official, um, you know, Opera Australia numbers would mm. would have within a year. Oh. And you only need to say it at one performance. But word would get around. It would make yeah. a newsletter. Oh, I yeah. didn't like when they called it a meat kazoo. Well, I can't stop thinking box. about it now. Every time I hear <laughs> I keep, a sound, a vocal performance. Their neck as the as the sort of the, the neck of the kazoo. And then mm. the, that little circular plastic bit that is normally on the kazoo. I think of that of, as their face. Now this isn't this look at the moment this isn't a great sketch but look put it in this context right imagine it's a psychiatrist and in there yeah. in the psychiatrist is an opera singer talking about how they can't sing anymore because they heard someone refer to the vocal box as a meat kazoo now it's got a context and not only is it a context it's the the finest of all the sketch comedy contexts it's it's the it's the mm. it's the er context. The er, er. What does that mean? I, well, I believe you are. I think you can sometimes refer to something as the er this or the er that. And er was a famous ancient civilization, possibly yeah. the first ever civilization. Okay. Now I might have made all of this up. I'm um, not sure where I'm getting this from, but I think what? when you say something is the er this or the er that. Yeah. Uh, you are referring to it being the sort of the original. Oh, the OG. Mm, the OG, yes, the UR. Um, and how you, would I you think spell er is the er. OG, OG. How would I what? How would you spell er? You are. Oh. You are. No, you, you are. are. Um, no, I'm primitive. not. Primitive. How would you spell it? Original, you are. earliest. I'm not spelling it. That's why I'm asking you how to spell it. You are. I am. I, I. I would know if I was. I would know if I was, and I am not. So I'm just asking, how do you spell er? You are. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! There's a big. Have you ever heard of the ziggurat of Ur? It's a neo-Sumerian. Ziggurat in what was the city of Ur near Assyria in present day Dikwar province, Iraq. I I am finding a a lot to enjoy 
just in the words, the ziggurat of Ur. <laughs> Um, it's a word, it's a sentence, it's a name that definitely exhibits diminishing returns. You start big with ziggurat. <laughs> by the end, you've got nowhere left to go. You're already hollowed out. You're a husk. And by the time you get to Ur, well, and nobody's nobody's paying attention. Everyone's still reeling from ziggurat, I imagine. Yeah. Everyone's still recovering. So why would you waste any energy coming up with the name of the town? It's What's true. a ziggurat? A ziggurat, Andy, is um, it's well, in Ur. Is is a is cognate with Semitic languages like Hebrew. Is a type of massive structure built in ancient Mesopotamia. Mm. Mesopotamia. It mm. has the it, it has the form of a terraced compound of successful successively receding stories or levels. Yeah, right. It's kind of like I can a, I can imagine something. It's kind it's of like, like a, a stepped pyramid. Andy, you can't you won't believe this, but I was about to say a pyramid with basically squared off areas and mm. you were absolutely right. I don't I have no idea how you got anything of value out of what I was saying. So it's amazing. You Yeah, no, you it was a, never it was a be- to ass- beautiful description. To, thank you. I read it myself. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, ziggurat. Alistair. Okay. Um, yeah. Imagine so there like you go. Being, being a Sumerian and just doing a lot mm. of things for the first time. Mm. Oh, no, wait. Is that my baby? kid? Okay. That's okay. Go. On. I'll be back soon. If you've got to go, Alistair, I've clearly got this under control. Oh, yeah. I'm doing oh, okay. so well. I haven't said anything offensive. I haven't embarrassed myself or the podcast in any way. But, okay. So, look, let's go back to the husk. Um, the husky voice thing. And let's say the sketch was um, you uh, you call up a, a sex chat line that advertises a husky voice uh, who um, – and, you know, I imagine people who are, who are a hollowed-out husk probably also do want to go to bed, whether or not it's with you, Right. But it is a it's a Alistair, you're back? Yeah, I am back. Oh well I hope your I hope your pen hand is Yeah, it's there. <laughs> is throbbing with mm-hmm. anticipation. No, I was just I was just trying to put the um husky voice thing into like a sex chat context where you oh. um you know, you, they're advertised as a husk you know, someone with a husky voice who just mm. wants to get to get to bed. But you call them up and it turns out they're just a hollowed out husk. And don't just want to get to bed to um to never oh, get out of yes, it again. I just want to get get in your bed. <laughs> somebody who's <laughs> somebody dead, wants a, to get in your bed, but only to sleep. You call, you call up. It's this. You thought you were calling up a sex hotline, yeah. but it's a tired hotline. <laughs> and it's very soon they go. Oh, tell me. They're like, tell me what, what you're wearing. You go. Um. <laughs> just, I'm just in my undies. <laughs> and you go, oh, wow. And it's just somebody that you woke up, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like that. But they, you know, they're probably sitting on, they're on a bus and they're always mm. just going around. They're always trying to sleep on this bus and it's hard. So they never get a good night's sleep. Oh, never wow. Get those, yeah, it's hard. I bet REM. it's real hard. Tell yeah. me how hard it is. <laughs> oh, it's almost impossible. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and then, <laughs> and then they're just like, um, and then you say, oh, would you want to come to bed with me? You go, yeah, I just want to come to bed with you. Where do you live? <laughs> they go, oh. <laughs> oh, they go, oh, I just live in Preston. They go, oh, mm. the bus goes through there. I want to come over and just climb into bed with you. <laughs> Or without you. Mm. I think it's in. something. I want to get in bed and get started and you can watch. <laughs> uh, how about, what do you think of this as a bed? It's a bed that is, uh, there's also a second mattress that goes on top of you. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, it's a bed, a second mattress goes on top of you. Sorry, I'm second trying to remember. mattress that goes you know on top of my, you. My, my, so it's like a sandwich bed. It's a sandwich bed, Alistair. Yeah. Yes, I it's love. A, I, I love if it like it's like it kind of <laughs> it looks like a a bunk, mm. right? But it's kind of somewhere between a bunk and a sandwich press. Yeah, <laughs> and you get in that top bunk just comes down, but it doesn't have those yeah. like slats underneath. No, the mattress is kind of held from above. Mm. Mm, and then that's cr- right, and yeah. it kind of crushes you between the two. Yeah, and I think that would probably be the best night's sleep. You wouldn't, you wouldn't turn around and stuff like that. No, I mean, and you're in there, you know, sealed in a little little package. You wouldn't hear anything from outside. You, I, you know, I guess what would be good about this is that mm. then you could be then picked up and stacked vertically. You could sleep oh, sort of yeah. in a vertical position. You could spin, I guess it would you be could, quite you handy. Could sleep spinning. You could sleep fun. spinning. Oh, that oh, spin if sleep. It, if it was one of those, you know, if it's similar to this, but it was like that kind of foam packaging that you store, like a, you know, like a, you might transport like a, an expensive action figure in. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah. And you're oh, all I and everybody else listening knows exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I think they probably had it in uh, Toy Story 2. Okay. Which everybody is listening has seen, so mm. um, you know, just indentations, and and then you could just be there in there in your foam indentations, and then just a little bit of area to breathe. Mm. I just that's the luxury, that's the extra mm. luxury. Just a little too, just a little little opening. Yeah, just like a little crack in there. Mm-hmm. And um, what was the benefit that I was thinking? Yeah, you could you could be spinning. You could be. You could be spitting. Obviously, you could get the blood really going to your head and your feet. Obviously, yeah. I mean, you could be genuinely. They could. They could drop you. Like they could. Mm. I don't know, you could. You could be in orbit. You know. This would be a. This would be a great ad for mattresses. Yeah. Um, you know how they do oh, those. You know, when, you when you're in school, them. you do that thing where you like you throw a. Um, you have to build something so you can throw an egg off the top of the gym. And yeah. it lands without cracking. Be great ad for Jeff's mattresses. Somebody right? jumps out and of a plane with with no parachute. <laughs> exactly. If they tape somebody in between two mattresses, I mean, I, even dropping them out of the plane, I feel like is in, is it in a way not quite as intense as pushing them off the top of like a four story building. Yeah, yeah. Or somebody like a helicopter mm. takes them up to the top of a. Um, like and you open like it a, up. Like a, a mobile phone tower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they just lean it up against 
the top, like you know, the, the top mm. bit, mm. and then eventually the, a and wind, then they, some wind, they throw rocks at it until it falls <laughs> off, and <laughs> yeah, and then it lands on the ground. Right, they mm. slice open the the gaffer tape that they've put all the way around the edges. They open it up. You're still asleep in there, <laughs> <laughs> or at least, or yeah. at least you look asleep. That's what's you're, great. Is it? You're is in it some, You're in one so, of the states of unconsciousness. So it's, it starts. Could be the big with, one. It starts with them. <laughs> starts with them sneaking into your house. Mm. With, oh yeah, that's great. With your sandwich, <laughs> that's with, great. With your sandwich press bed. <laughs> Well, and then they they take you out. They put you in a truck. Now, in this, in my mind, I don't yeah. know if this is a sandwich press bed anymore. I think what it is, it's an ad for Jeff's mattresses, and yeah. your family has signed you up for this, right? Yeah, because they reckon you're a light sleeper. Okay, so they sneak in there with a second Jeff's mattress, and they put it down on top of you, and they tape it down on you, right? Yeah. Then they um, pick Ocky, you up. What's that? Oki strap. Oki strap you all around, and mm-hmm. then they take you out in the back of the truck, and your family's all there laughing in the front room. They take you up, and they push you off the top of a mobile phone tower, and then you're still awake, and you're a really light sleeper. Then they like tickle yeah. your face or something uh, with a little. Yeah, will, they probably take you home first, put you back in your room. Yeah, yeah, and then they wake you up. Yeah, and then you go to work, and then you win an award for how good you worked that day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. This is one of those feature length ads. Yeah, ninety minutes, mm. big budget. But you know ad, it's like, how it's like um, twenty thousand mm, bucks. Yes, you know how they. Uh, um, I did have, sorry, mm, yeah. I did have an idea from before, but are you, did you really have something, or were you just starting to say words? Um, I've already forgotten it. Okay. Well, there was just a thing about you mentioned my uh my my sort of my pad hand might you know, might be throbbing. Mm. And I love the idea that sometimes your hand could start to throb and it's like a kind of it's almost uncomfortable, but it's mm. you know it's clear that the hand wants something. Mm, yeah. Right? And uh um, Right. And then you have to like rub your penis on it. Uh, and, 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 and so, you know, it's probably just like to like file down the nails or something like that. Okay. Okay. Hang, hang on. So the hand is horny, right? Well, it's not horny. The, it, it has its own wants. It's a different thing. Mm, sure. It, it's handsy. It's handsy. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm interested. I'm yeah, interested. Yeah. Um, well, what, we have to think of what the reverse of horny would be because it's like it's kind of reverse masturbating, isn't it? Mm, yeah. So suddenly, it's just like, look, what is masturbation? You just you, you get a discomfort. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> what are you going to achieve by like, but but rubbing a flaccid penis on something? Yeah. It doesn't feel like it could do anything. I mean, maybe it could be used to sort of erase a oh, whiteboard. You know what it could do, I reckon? You know what I reckon? It, you could. What did you say? Erase a whiteboard? Yeah. Yeah, so you could go. So it's like your hand alerting you that your hand is dirty? Maybe. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm so dirty. 
and, you, yeah, and then and then you rub yeah. one out. You know what I was thinking? I think I started thinking rub one it off. was what your hand does went to alert you that you've got a wart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and and the only way is to sort of like um for some reason it's kind of like it, it's just like dick skin cures it but you got to get it all over <laughs> dick skin and you dick can skin. sort of dick skin and maybe this a bit is of a, pee maybe maybe the wart just gets transferred to the penis and then this becomes like a one man version of that movie it follows where <laughs> which somebody pointed out to us when we were trying to come up with a sexual sexually transmitted sex organ yeah um but we that th- it's a bit like um the movie it follows which is a sort of a sexually transmitted monster that sort of follows you and kills you but the only way to get rid of it is to pass it on to somebody else by sleeping with them oh. this is like the, that that but for, for masturbators where you just pass it around between different bits of your body by rubbing them together <laughs> And then you, until you guess you just find a single place that would be good. But you know what you could do then? You could get a doctor to look at it mm. and then hope that it doesn't, they don't use gloves. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. Fingers crossed. Oh, I got one of those great doctors. <laughs> well, then, no, but then the whole point would be to try to find a bad doctor. The mm. dirty doctor. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Dirty doc. Dirty um, doc. Yep, all right. Is this a sketch idea? It's, but it's just a, a single wart? I don't know what yeah. it is. <sighs> okay, look. I'll single. It's the It Follows wart. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> um, I, I, I can tell you about a children's book idea that I had just before the episode yeah. started. Okay. Uh, it's not It's not really a sketch idea. It's not really a funny idea necessarily, but it's a book okay, called the snore, the snore Next Door. Yeah. And it's a kid who's trying to get to sleep, but they can't because of a really loud snore that's coming from the apartment next door. Yeah. But and then, then turns, they turns try and work hungry. out. Turns, turns out they're out. hungry and they, because they hadn't eaten their vegetables. I know you, so you love a good stomach. Moral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They the developed end. stomach problems because they had, didn't have a proper diet and. They have an ulcer. They have an ulcer and it makes their stomach rumble a lot. Mm. Yeah. And actually, the. Acidic, the stomach acid actually eats through the wall of their torso, the wall out, 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 and then starts dissolving things around them. Oh my god! And it mm. actually starts dissolving through the child's like actual skin, like out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then out they just have like a hole that, mm. and then that 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 their like internal organs are exposed to. But then their parents don't want to get it fixed because it actually turns out it's a lot easier to feed them through by just putting food into their stomach through the yeah, hole. But they just put a little door on there that they took off an old dryer. <laughs> I think this is a funny idea, which yeah. is where parents are getting this installed in their kids when they're young. It's kind of like, mm. you know, like a circumcision. It's the sort of thing that you can do when a kid is small and it's not that... Not that, you know, they don't complain. They, they they can't complain because they're a baby. Exactly. So you get a little door put in their tummy, mm. right? And then you can just cram the food in there. Doesn't make sense to have a lunchbox and a stomach. Given that they're both just containers that you put food in. So like when your kid's about to go off to school, you quickly open the lid of their stomach, shove in a, you know, some sliced carrot, a sandwich, uh 
bits of apple and maybe some celery with some peanut butter inside. Right? Yeah. Now off you go, kids. You're, you're clipping it shut, forcing the clip good. closed. You could just put them in like, you know, sl- slowly dissolvable Ziploc bags. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you know? So, what, you know, one like, that's what, like, like a fa- whatever they use for those, um, those Panadol tablets that sort of, they, yeah, the, the wall of the tablet dissolves. Or whatever it is that they use for those um, dishwasher capsules where you get like a yeah. capsule and it's got a sort of a whatever that plastic. stuff is, that wibbly wobbly plastic wall. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And so that way you can, you know, you put one that lasts like three hours so that'll get them to recess. Mm. Maybe it's not three hours, maybe it's like two hours or an hour and a half or something. Mm. Like that. And then mm. you have like a sort of a four hour one for lunch. Again, that's probably too long. <laughs> But you just but you just fill them up in the in the morning, and they go to school, and they feel pretty full. Mm-hmm. But as the day goes on, the, they get access to the nutrients, and then mm-hmm. also they start processing the food a bit more, and exactly. then they they feel less and less discomfort as the day goes on. So, but by the time they come home, they're happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Happy to but see you. I mean, they're they're. They they feel bad all day, but they're not near you then. Yeah, exactly. And that you know that's uh, that's actually good parenting. That's yeah. that's that's what good parenting is. Where people are ha- where if oh sorry my kids are happy are, are, are sad when I'm not around. Sounds like I'm doing a good job. Sounds like I'm the solution to the problem. Oh yeah, I suppose it's like a um. There's there's you know it's not quite a. It's reverse. called the kid lid. It's called the kid um, lid. Oh yeah, the kid lid. Great. Um, I I was thinking that it's kind of like a. It's not quite a reverse Munchausen, but it's like it's oh, Munchausen like, is another great name for the <laughs> for the product, <laughs> the Munchausing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably what you actually the, the plastic that you put around the food, the, 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 mm, the dissolvable uh, bag, the Mount yeah. Munchausing. Um, <laughs> And the name of the the name of the uh, the, pro, the the company that makes it is Proxy, much housing by Proxy. Um, but like giving your kids <laughs> something that poisons them, so that when they're around other people they feel bad. Mm. So, so it's not like that you take care of them. It's. Uh, I assume that you expect you want them to feel better when they're around you, but you're like, oh yes, I guess you should never leave me then. <laughs> well, I mean, what is parenting if not giving your kids the sickness of 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 um uh, of let's see, what wait for it, the sickness of a healthy family life where your love is the antidote. You know, you're giving mm. them a poison. And you yeah. say, well, if you want the cure, you've got to come home and give me a hug. Isn't that what all love is? Saying, I'm poisoning you, but... Yeah. I'm not sure. So but, I've got a little I mean, healthy, which is healthy the bit, attitude I mean, here. I mean, I think there's there's an element of that in which I think there's there's a certain amount... Not, not that you withhold love, because I think you, you kind of make the love unconditional, but you... There is there is a secondary, uh, a second tier down of approval mm. does make it seem like that is is wielded as a mm. um, as a weapon. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously it's wrong to 
hit kids, right? That's very mm. bad. But, uh, but you can them. <laughs> you can make them feel bad in other ways, mm, and that's for, just that's just what uh, I guess for not fitting into your idea of what a good person in society is. Exactly. Mm. I mean, yeah. It, it, look, it's all it's all too close to uh, to reality. That like the that involved in in getting your kids to do what you want very often is a kind of manipulation where you regret it instantly. <laughs> Whatever it is that you're, oh, it's so hard to keep it all positive. Sure. You, know? you no, try to real... keep it all positive and then you like find yourself being like, well, no, you can't have that second hug until you are in your pajamas. <laughs> you're like... <laughs> Trading, like, yeah, it's the weirdest economy, isn't it? I, <laughs> yeah. I hate having to stop fun. It's like, oh where it's my like, god, you know, you go, yeah. it's like, oh, like, okay, so yesterday, like, the kid was f- flicking, flicking a snake, uh, a soft toy snake, but mm. towards me and the younger kid, mm. and the younger kid was who's in my arms was really loving it, right. And then, so we did about, you know, five or six of those and they were fun. The the smallest kid was really laughing and the bigger kid was having a good time. And then suddenly it's like, okay, but now we can't just keep doing this. Mm. (laughs) One of them's got to go to bed or whatever. And so then you go, okay, now we're going to stop. And then of course it keeps going because there's fun happening. happening. (laughs) And then it goes, okay, okay, one more. And then that's it. And then do one more. And then you go, okay, now that's it. That's it now. And then they do another one and you go, hey, (laughs) You know, and then, now, now, we, we, yeah, that's too much fun. Now, you've now got to stop the fun. The agreement the f- was we would stop having fun. <laughs> Remember, I agreed. <laughs> Remember when I agreed to that? And both of you, that's it. We've hit the limit. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, is there a problem? Anything, a, a, anything a that fun? involves flicking near near a kid, I'm already. I'm already on top of that type of fun. There'll be no flicking. Well, it's, like, uh, it's, like, it's you know, it's more like flipping, flicking like how you would flick the tip of a whip. God, that was satisfying to hear. <laughs> was it me talking, or was it something that happened in your room? No, it's flick the tip of a whip. Yeah, okay. flick the tip of a whip. Do you like mm. do you like eyes? Do you? Yeah, I do. You know me. Well, there's quite a I'm few. I'm an on eye guy. Right now. I guy, an and then guy. guy spelled G U I. That's right. And then um, I is spelled I Y I. That makes me feel actually very unpleasant. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, really, it's, really they horrible. Spelled, they should have spelled eyes like you know your eyes. They should have spelled it mm. I I I. Uh, well, I mean, uh, maybe I, I. Uh, then, then there's you know, then you've got two eyes. Yeah. In I, you know, because we do yeah. have two eyes. But you also it does do make have, sense. You also do have two eyes in three eyes. I suppose E Y E. You yeah. could imagine that the two E's are the eyes, and then and the, y the Y is a little nose. 
Yeah, and the maybe. Sort of the maybe even the base of the of the the wood, the, the bottom of the stem of the Y could almost be the, the mouth. Yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So yeah. we cracked it there. And and do you think the? I mean, if they're both lowercase e's, mm. then the under part of the e is like the bags under the eyes. The bags under the eyes. Yeah, great. Yeah, and we, so we we just discovered what the mouth of the eye is, but mm. only the mouth of the word eye. As yet, nobody knows what the what the mouth of the eye itself is. I'm guessing the eyelids, or maybe the pupil. It's got to be the gonna, pupil, isn't it? Andy, you're not going to believe this, but we actually have five sketch ideas. I'm sure we've talked about this before, but eye lips is definitely... It feels like they should be eye lips instead of eyelids. Anyway, yeah. Alastair. No, I mean they're they don't they're not as controllable as lips. Mm. You know, um, I don't know if they're just kind of pulled tight at the edges and then just kind of thrown down. I don't know how that how the downward yeah. motion works. No, you're you're absolutely right. It's made me look at myself in the mirror that's in front of me and wish that I could sort of screw up my eyelids in new and interesting shapes like I do with my mouth. Yeah. Every day, finding new shapes and interesting ones. Not just Mm. new. They have two levels of novel to Mm -hmm. them. New and interesting. Does novel just mean new? Or it also means sort of notable? No, I think it mostly means new. So it's like nouveau. That's right. You think instead of saying the novel coronavirus, we should be saying the nouveau coronavirus? Nouveau coronavirus. Ooh. It's suddenly, I think if it, <laughs> I think we get a, if it originated in Europe, we probably would be saying that, yeah. yeah right. On the continent. But instead we're ah, using a nouveau. Chinese word, um, novel. novel. That's right. Um, how would you feel about going to three words from a listener? I feel good. I'm sorry for yawning. That's really rude. No, Andy. But I, I would. I'm upset now. I would love to go to three words from a listener, please. Well, I don't know if you know this, Andy, but we have three words from a listener, and I gotta say, people have been responding really well to me losing all of the three words. <laughs> Um, and people have been sending them in. People, We've had a bunch of people who've signed up to Patreon. That's very I mean, exciting. As a response. To, um So we, well, we want to thank you. We want to thank Maybe you. Maybe we should mention this more often. Maybe you should lose the words more often. I mean, it feels like a giant tree has fallen in the forest. And all yeah. the little saplings are rushing to try and take its place. I think people and are I think realizing... that's what happened to the old system. Hmm. It, yeah, it was yeah, it was an old sequoia, and mm. that it outgrown the forest and and started to rot on the inside, and then That's eventually it. it couldn't hold itself up, and it fell, and it knocked out a lot of trees on the way down, but that opened up the the, the forest floor to some sunlight, and now exactly. the three words can now grow grow out of the ground. Um, so, uh, how would you feel about me reading out? Let's hope I, we haven't actually done these words and I'm not fucking up in big time here. <laughs> I'd feel um, I'd feel great about that because okay. there's a, there's been a lot of build up for these words now. Yeah, yeah, a lot of anticipation. Oh no, these are fresh. These are real fresh. 
These are from the last seven days. So here we go. You ready? They're from David Byrne. Okay. Or David Bourne. I would say it's actually David Bourne. David, thank you so much. David has been a big supporter of us on the social media for a long time. Do you remember? Thank you a, so much, David. Andy, do you remember a, a sort of a red, blue, and white thumbs up in the oh, middle of the hand? I do indeed. Up? Is I that David? Twenty first century. Twenty wow. first century. Dead. Dead. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, twenty first century dead. And so. Um, that's who David Bourne is. I hope I'm not doxing. <laughs> well, I mean, I know I am, but my hope is that I'm not. That's all I want you to know where my hopes <laughs> went. <laughs> um, so, um, there is three words, Andy. Do you want to try and guess what they are? Okay. The first word is clostridium. Clostridium. Look, it's a good guess, I got to say. I Thank feel you. like... It's probably what you would get if you mix the first two words together. But um, outside of that, um, the word is... Now, I've come across a little problem with it because I had to look it up um, because I didn't know how to say the word, right? Now, the there is a word that comes up that is got two L's in it. Whereas the one that's written here doesn't, right? So I, if I was to tell you what the 2L1 was, it's calliope. Mm. You know, that an American keyboard instrument resembling an organ, but with the notes produced by steam whistles, formerly cool. used on showboats and in traveling fares. Uh, that's fun. That's fun. See? But there is, if you look up the other version of the with the 1L, there is also, it's Calliope is a variant like this of the name Calliope. <laughs> In Greek <laughs> mythology, Calliope was one of the nine muses and a goddess of epic poetry and eloquence. She I... is the mother of Orpheus and Linus. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, I, also I, I got a little and, Greek from it. And means beautiful voice. So I think maybe we could just mix in a little bit of the two. Sounds good. Sounds healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if the name of the musical instrument derived from the beautiful voice. I mean, a piano made of steam whistles sounds like somebody's playing the old... Uh, <laughs> the, um, the old tin kazoo. <laughs> tin kazoo, steam, steam kazoo, kazoo. yeah. Sorry, meat kazoo is better. But if you no, could, well, I mean, steam, steam, steam and meat are basically the same letters. Mm. Steam and meats, the meats mm. kazoo. Anyway, do you want to try and guess what the second word yep. is, Andy? Uh, the second word is lozenge. No, it's balsamic. Ah, and okay. What is the third word, Andy? Um, calliope, balsamic, calliope. Calliope, balsamic, nude. Very, I think, I think all the letters are, are in this word. <gasps> it's ineptitude. <laughs> <laughs> ineptitude. 
Which you can't say without spelling nude. Mm. Calliope balsamic ineptitude. Ineptitude. Okay. Wow. Ineptitude. Oh, the ineptitude sounds uh, like a great description of, of my of a, penis. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your playing of the calliope. Oh, yes. No, no, no. Ineptitude. Mm, sure. Um. Yeah, but but no, but uh, well, I I was thinking it's, it, it would be a series of tubes pumping the steam. Do you see? Do you see? No, balsamic, a balsamic vinegar. I yeah. mean, I've always accepted, you know, balsamic. Uh, does balsamic have any other um, yeah, mean, well, you know, uses? Because well, you know, we we get it in the context of vinegar, but does it as a descriptor? Could you have balsamic cheese? Could you have? Balsamic Wednesdays? Could you have a, a balsamic fight yeah. with your beloved? Um, yeah, where did it come from? Does it come from a particular, like, balsa? Balsam. Balsam. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a region. Oh, Balsamic vinegar contains no balsam or balsa. The two <laughs> things that I didn't know what they were. Balsam is the resinous exudate which forms on certain kinds of trees and shrubs of course of course the resinous exudate mm, which comes from the it's named from the biblical balm of something anyway what but this has made me feel is mm. that uh it's very possible that what you like what you would scrape out when it when a um when a jazz singer, when a famous jazz singer dies, I feel like you should be able to scrape out the end of their trumpet. A dr- not jazz singer, jo- a jazz, you know, trumpeter. Uh, you should yeah. be able to scrape out the end of their trumpet, the bell end, right? Yeah. And the flakes that are in there, whatever flakes that they've had over, over their entire career are tooting on the horn. Right? Whatever those flakes are, mm. you should be able to buy a, a, a cocktail, that has those the flakes from old Satchmo's uh, sure. trumpet. Yeah, I mean that's what you know. They they never do that with with um, ingredients. They might be mm. like, oh, this this bun has like shredded dry pork on it, like sort of like you know some some of those um something I saw in Taiwan. You know, shredded dried pork, kind of almost like a pork dust, or mm. you know, and, and or or you might get those like dried fish flakes and things like that. Sure, now, sure. I'm not, I'm not, you know, but but it's basically it's always a generic fish or a generic, you know, pork. Mm. <laughs> right? They never, they never let you know which the full. Which pig it was, or which, you know, which fish. Mm, yeah, right? that's so, interesting. And so you could do that kind of thing with the deceased mm. um, by allowing, um, you know, different parts of their of the bodies of the dead to be sprinkled onto other foods, or uh, you know, <laughs> served as mains. But I think anything that you shed, you should be yes. able to just fill out a mold. Mm. of that is in the shape of your body in mm. your garage mm. and you know all your nail clippings and um, oh yeah any we're, spit we're big fans of this any spit 
Mm. Anytime you donate I mean, that's blood. why, you know, it shouldn't be in the garage. It should be in the shed. And that should be why it's called a shed, you know, because ah, when you yes. shed things, you put them course, in the shed. Yes. yes. And so, and so, but these are not, you know, these are not for some future lover, like we discussed in the first time we talked about keeping all the things that you shed because you, because you want somebody to um, love all of you, love uh, every part of you that you've, mm. but this is, this is purely for culinary reasons. <laughs> you know, imagine all the people who would make cocktails who would yeah. love to have some of, you know, um, I mean, it doesn't sound good, but you know, imagine rubbing some of like, Abraham Lincoln's earwax on the on the edge of a glass, you know, <laughs> right before you roll it in celery salt, <laughs> and you know, make it old fashioned or something. I don't know, little Bloody Mary. <laughs> you know, put some. I think it's. I think it's fun, and the fact that you've made it a president, an American president, really interests me. You mm. know, a a, pre- a president's um a president's bar mm. where you know whoever. Uh, yeah, they they they've sourced every every extant every body part that they could get of any president, living or dead. Mm. They could get their hands on. They'll pay any price, and then you can go there, and all their cocktails involve you know using microscopic but tight ty- you know but but present traces of um of those presidents themselves. So and you can go and you can ask you ask for them you order them just by asking for the number of the president. Can I go and get a a thirty eight? Yeah. Can and I so get a sixteen? Each drink is basically the same thing, like you know, but you can just change the president. They don't they don't like go like oh exactly. You know, Lincoln's earwax goes great with a uh, pairs nicely with mm. a you know a white rum or something like that mm. they just go no no we we have like we do like 12 cocktails mm. that's then, right you know one has one has earwax <laughs> one has snot one has you know bile one mm. just has like a bunch of you know f- like frozen ears or whatever that you can shake yeah. onto the top <laughs> you know um, now would you call this bar abraham drinking <laughs> And I'm writing it down. Yes. Thank Brian you. Drinking <laughs> bar. I've been drinking a lot of non-alcoholic beer recently. And yeah. I think this morning I woke up with a non-alcoholic hangover. Really? Yeah, I felt terrible. And, uh, I mean, who's to say if it's everything else in my life? But there's a mm-hmm. possibility that it was the two cans of Ultra low alcohol hoppy ale that I had last night. Well, ultra low makes it sound like it would have just taken alcohol that was naturally in your body out. You think maybe <laughs> I was I was uh, under drunk? Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've you've had mm. like sort of alcohol based nutrients taken out of your body. The body must have just a natural. Um, Everybody like, would be fermenting just a little bit. Yeah. Think about it. You know, there's all that food inside you. Mm-hmm. And and when stuff comes out, it always does have a bit of a, like, you know, what's going on in there kind of <laughs> scent to it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, it's a, it's a bit whiffy in there. Because um, I, I found it really interesting today. I was eating like a mixture of canned tuna with rice and mm. some, a little bit of greens in there. 
And it has occurred to me that, you know, cause it, cause you know, it's traditionally a odd thing to, um, you know, it's, it's traditionally kind of frowned upon to bring, you know, a fishy smell to a workplace. I've but, done it. Yeah. And, I, and I've done it. And, and, you know, you just, I guess the, it, what's interesting is that you can get rid of the smell by just putting the food in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, it's like a sealed enough package. Mm. Well, it's the, uh, it's the kid lid. It's the munch, munch housing. It's the munch housing. Like, which means that you could, oh, forget it. I'm not going to say this. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair, come on. Andy, we managed you, to get through an episode yeah. without talking about shit, and then suddenly I'm like, you oh, were no. going to talk you're about on, eating a shit to get rid of the smell of the whatever. shit. Yeah, you're on a date. <laughs> you're on you a know? date. You, you do you a shit. You go back to their you house. Do a shit. You do There's a shit. nowhere to put the shit, so you, you know? eat the shit. Is that you what you were going to say? You eat the shit. In <laughs> so you go and to the toilet. What do you use their toilet? The toilet. The toilet won't flush. The toilet won't flush, and you don't know what it smells really bad. You because don't know what to do to get rid of the shit, so you the eat the time. shit. It's a, it's a first date with a billionaire. Oh, no. You know, and their toilet doesn't And it's gone work. really well so far. It's gone so well. And you don't want to be like, sorry, I did a shit in your toilet didn't flush. You know? You know, and you're like, I've got to save this. I'm going to eat this shit before I go back out there. And you just try to, you know, you don't want to flush too many times because you don't want to fucking see Like, you just, like, the flush might just give a little bit of liquid. Mm. And you just kind of, you get some of that liquid just to help wash it down. Make sure there's nothing in your teeth when you come out, you know? Oh, God. (laughs) But then they're like... You know, you tell them later on in life. Mm. You know, I don't know if you remember this, but when we no, were well, what happens is they kiss you and they say, "I love the taste of your mouth," right? Mm. And then to maintain this relationship with the billionaire, you've got to keep eating shit just every night. Um, yeah, to keep the flavor, because that's that's what the, that's that's what you're willing to do. To be with this I billionaire mean, you know, about whom we know nothing else. That's right. Well, this, you know, your personality can only get you so far. Mm. Sometimes to get the edge over all the other suitors, mm-hmm. you got to eat a little, little poopy. <laughs> um, wow. The, um, <laughs> You're writing that down. You know, I guess so. Eat shit. Date <laughs> with billionaires. Oh, I just love. I I just find it funny the idea of going on a date with a billionaire. Yeah, and that it's going well, and that mm. you're like, because you, it feels like you would try extra hard, right? Because you'd be like, well, mm. if this goes well, and I get in the natural way, which is just mm. like through just a you know they're interested in you and you're interested in them, then suddenly you're set for life. It's true. I mean, do you imagine when two billionaires go on a date together and at the end they're arguing over who's going to buy the restaurant and fire all the staff. Yeah. You know. Wait. No, oh, you know I'll do it. You know what's interesting? To think about this, about like it's a movie about a guy who is happily married with two kids. Mm. And 
like a really, like a person who's very ethical, but then a billionaire starts showing interest in him. <laughs> and, and then, he, and, and the thing is, is that even get, his wife is a, like, well, just go with this billionaire. I mean, our kids will be set. <laughs> I love because, you, but I mean, you're being really selfish. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Cause I hadn't thought that the wife might be into it. It's like, what about you leaving us? Go, no. Yeah. Of course. Go. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> you go, no, but he's trying to be ethical. Hmm. Mm, ethical. No, it's, eth- it's ethical to, it's in- unethical to stay with us. But I want to see the kids grow up all the time. Yeah, you'll you'll see them enough. But these things are worth more than money. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. Okay if I write this down, I like I like the yeah, idea. But yeah, I think yeah, a, yeah. I think a billionaire is like a concept that's not used enough in films, and I don't watch a lot of films, so I would know. Um. Well, that is good. Alistair, can you take us through the sketch ideas from today's episode? I wish I I could, yeah. Um, Okay, wait. Okay. Here we go, Andy. Well, for this episode of Two in the Think Tank 328, we begin with The Meat Kazoo Ruins Opera. Strong start. Um, of course, yeah. Somebody mentions um, <laughs> Nellie Melba's meat kazoo, meat kazoo. <laughs> at the beginning of the opera, and nobody was able to enjoy the, the show because they keep thinking of her neck as a kazoo. And uh, and then it actually really ruins opera, and then they have to try to do a lot of PR and stuff like that to try and bring opera back because it's... Mm. It feels like it's on the verge. The only thing that's holding it in place is that it's is, is it's kind of its conservative charm. Yeah, it keeps getting that funding from uh, from the governments. Anyway, then we got the sleepy hotline. This is where you accidentally call a hotline, uh, thinking that you're getting a sexy hotline, but this is a sleepy hotline with a person who's very sleepy, and they would love to get into bed with you. And their husky voice is just to do with them being a hollowed out husk. Oh, yeah, a person, yeah, absolutely. And then we got the mattress commercial with the big fall. Mm, they sneak like in. like this a lot. They drop them from a very high place. And yes, now they mattresses. are replacing it with, with duck mattresses. We test our mattresses by placing them at the top of a mobile phone tower. We should, we should we should pitch this to a, we should pitch this to one of those mattress companies. I think yeah. they might get on board. Yeah, I know. I think. I mean, I think it would be a funny. It's a funny premise. It's a funny ad for them to, I guess, pretend mm. to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or pretend. do, yeah. or do. I um, like the bit where you go to go to work and you win an award for how productive you were. <laughs> It was an actually better. It was actually a better night's sleep than even <laughs> normally. So that's because because I, I mean they were touching two of the mattresses, which yeah. they don't normally do. But now they're actually stop. Think of all the money you'll save on sheets when mm. when you start just using another mattress as a another board. mattress. Yeah, great. Um, and you know what? I don't ever. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't use. 
sheets or mattress protectors on there because I believe in myself. You know? Yeah. I'm happy if I piss the bed or shit the bed or something <laughs> like that. I just throw the mattresses away and then I start again. I mean, the only thing that stopped me doing that is the mattresses are the most impossible thing to throw away. Ah, well, you don't have a helicopter. That's true. <laughs> Drop it straight to the middle of the ocean. No, but think about it. If you go to that island of garbage out in the ocean, mm. right, and you realize that there's mattresses out there, and you go, oh, fuck. Well, I could live here now. And then yeah. suddenly that, then the, the, the pressure on the housing system is eased. <laughs> um, okay, then we've got the It Follows Wart. <laughs> okay, all right. Yep, wart. we all know what that one is. It's you a wart rub- that just moves around your body. You yeah, rub until, it from place to place. Until you can get someone else to touch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just like, and the, and the, the, the only thing just that's one tough wart. about it is one wart. And the only thing that's really tough about it is you've got to get them to rub it for three seconds. Wow. And it's just that tiny bit longer. Like, that's why it's so hard to get somebody else to rub it. Because people will notice if they're touching And they have your to back. want to rub it. Really? You okay. can't, yeah. That's part of the magic. Yeah. Okay, so you have to somehow make people want to rub your thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, maybe if you pretend, if you tell them that you're a billionaire <laughs> and uh, you go on a date with them and you're like, mm. gosh, I've always wanted somebody to rub my wart. They go, I will. It's the only way. Yeah. Um, then we got the food door for parents to put into their kids, which kid is lid. called the, the kid lid. Yeah. It's just a way of getting around how difficult it is to get the proper nutrients into your children when they refuse to eat good food. I think it's a great ad where you see, uh, you know, a, a mom, she's packing the lunches on the bench there in the kitchen, right? Mm. You see her closing the lid and then you zoom out and you see that the lid's in the kid's tummy and the kid's lying there on the bench. Yeah, that's right. That's shirt up. They cram and stuff in. Yeah. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. They run, pull down their T-shirt, run off to the bus. It's the kid lid. It's great. And there's kind of the, their stomach is sort of protruding a little bit more than it normally does because they've got so much food in there. Not chewed exactly. up. Exactly. Then we got the uh, then we got Abraham Drinker, uh, drinking. <laughs> drinking Abraham drinking. drinking. Sorry, oh, God. Um, it's a bar where you where you. I think I just wrote I wrote barware flakes. Um, but you know that's where you can get bits of presidents and put them in drinks. Hmm. And then we've, got, right. then we've got the eat shit date with billionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very funny. It's made me laugh we, so much. Then we've got the billionaire ethical dilemma to leave family for mm. uh, for them film. So I think that's it, Andy. I think we should go into the bonch day day bonch day Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Think Tank. We like that you did that to it and of and us. And we are available on the internet in various locations. But you should most of all... Book tickets to my client is in is innocent, and you should most of all download, rate, and subscribe the pop test. And you yeah. should most of all do whatever brings you the most joy, and just have a day off. 
Sure. And if you get a, an opportunity uh, after all those things, if you also are interested in seeing me do stand up with Matt Stewart from Do Go On, you can get Hong Kong Hubba Hubba Ring a Ding Ding at the Melbourne mm. International Comedy Festival in the second half. And apart from that, I just hope that you have a wonderful time and with your life and things like that. Mm. And don't forget to listen to, you know what, the, the Weekly Planet. They're a great program. They do good things. Uh, they do, you know, they help they help people out and, you know, and they could use your listeners. You know they, what? They're very funny. They're very... Uh, probably the unbelie- funniest. Unbelievably funny. So naturally funny. Mm, they don't have to try. I hate try. that about them. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to try at all. Everything is just so close to lip. That's right. You and we <clears throat> love you. you. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.